0: Welcome to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, where we will talk about finance for the healthcare professional and medical practice owner. This series is brought to you by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leader in financing solutions for healthcare professionals. Since 2001, BHG has worked with more than 100,000 licensed practitioners to help them reach their financial goals. Perfecting Your Practice is designed to talk about ways you can invest in your career and practice in order to set yourself up for success. Now here's your host, Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at BHG.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Perfecting Your Practice Podcast. This is yet another edition. Uh, We're talking today about marketing. We've got a very special guest, Gene Marks. Uh, Welcome, Gene. Perfecting Your Practice Podcast. Podcast. Yes, right. I, I, I finally it got it right. You, you said, said it. We, well. What good. the people don't know is this is about the ninth take. Uh, we've talked a little about it. <laughs> it's a really
2: hard thing to say it it over and over. I got to talk
1: to the writers of this. Perfecting you
2: know. your practice podcast. Yeah, okay. my handlers. We got okay. to talk to them.
1: Okay. So for everyone that doesn't remember, Gene has joined us for a few uh, conversations uh, with some of my colleagues before on a broad range of topics. We've talked marketing, we've talked accounting, we've talked tax. Yeah. Today we're right back into marketing. Yes. I can see Gene's lit up. Um, You know, and again, I really I want to I want you guys to understand that Gene is an expert in many areas. I almost feel unqualified to be sitting here. Uh, But Gene is a small business expert who has low cost marketing ideas, but he is also an author. The Washington Post, Inc. Magazine, a favorite of ours, Inc. Magazine at BHG. Um, so, Gene, again, thank you for coming. We appreciate you flying up from Philly.
2: Glad to be here and love to come to Syracuse, New York. It's
1: especially, a beautiful place. Especially during the summer.
2: Uh, especially during the summer. Yeah, I might have a different point of view if it was February. Yeah, the so. last
1: time we saw Gene, it was about 18 degrees <laughs> um, out, and I think we had a little bit of a blizzard um, in, the, in the late spring. Yeah, it was actually it, June 1st. Yeah. So. But this
2: is a beautiful part of the country. Uh, it is. When you're, when you're at a beautiful time of the year. Yeah, I so, grew up here, really and nice. I've
1: lived in North Carolina and Florida, and seen everything on the East Coast. But some way, somehow, I ended up back I here. Totally hear you for the two People weeks. People don't of appreciate summer. New
2: York State. I just yeah. want to say, you yeah. know, what I mean, there's there's New York City, and then there's like the rest of the state, and uh, it's I think it's just wonderful. There's more than the city. There is a lot for more for two than the weeks city.
1: out of the year. We we are the best place in the country. I, <laughs> a little bit
2: more than two weeks. Yeah.
1: So, Gene, uh, we want to talk today about things you can do uh, as a small business owner. Uh, mainly revolving around marketing and customer relationship management, CRM. Uh, So let's start out in email. Email is something I'm very comfortable with. We do a lot of it. Uh, I know from other podcasts and professionals within healthcare I talk to, there's always this sense of overwhelming anxiety uh, when it comes to marketing. Hey, I'm a a healthcare professional. I'm good at what I do. I trained, but I did not train to be a marketer. And now all of a sudden to get my business to where I want it to be, I have to learn how to be a marketer. Right. So, you know, we look at email. In my opinion, it's one of the easiest forms for healthcare professionals to Far participate. Far from being dead is yes. email. Right? Yes. People use it. Yes. So, I think it's something as a healthcare professional who has a litany of patients, a, a large group. It's something that that is information and email address we can get from our from our patients and then communicate regularly with them. True. So. Can you talk me through maybe three do's and don'ts or a couple do's and don'ts as a small business owner that our audience would be interested in can actually take actionable uh, takeaways
2: from this and maybe apply? So first of all, I have to ask you, so um, in your position at BHJ, uh, how many people are in your department? How many people do you supervise? I have 25, uh, twenty five.
1: Twenty five marketing, marketing professionals. Right. Yes, okay. we have development. We have PR. We have writers. We have email. We have digital. Yes, we have a couple of people.
2: Right. So, and, and that's it's a really important thing to know because I, you know, I mean, clearly most of us are running small businesses. We don't have the resources of a BHG. I mean, I only have ten people in my company. Um, we have a lot of clients that just have one or two people in their companies as well. But I mean, let's face it, Chris. I mean, I mean, you're not, I know, maybe you did back in the day, but I don't see you sitting down and constructing emails and writing them yourself and getting the data together and then sending them out. You're not, you personally are not doing that. You have people in your in your group that do that for you. Correct. correct. Right. Correct. And I think that is... That is lesson number one. Now, I know that we don't have a lot of spare cash to have, but it, you know, if you're a healthcare professional, um, your job is to be a healthcare professional. That is what you do really well, and you probably don't even have enough time in the day to do that really well as much as you would like to. So the smartest— business people that I meet, regardless of the industries that they're in, um, they, they are always looking for help from people that are just smarter than them in their expertise. And I know that there are people in your group that probably know a lot more about email marketing, the ins and the outs, the the actual nuts and bolts, get your hands dirty stuff than you probably do, Russ. I, I mean, it's just, not, it's just not something that, you know- I
1: learn something new every day. Right. And I'm thankful that I have them because if it were on me, it right. would be- it would be bad. So
2: that's my first thing (laughs) that I I like to say is um, you need to get help. Okay, now... I am not even saying that you need to hire some full-time person or get some some six-figure marketing strategist or, or anything like that. Um, you, know, I have somebody that helps me with my emails that we send out. in my company, um, we sell softwares, and we send out about five um, bulk emails a month, which I'll get into detail in a minute. Um, but I have a woman named Jen who helps me. And Jen has worked for me for years. I pay her 25 bucks an hour, and she probably spends every month about, I don't know, Around ten hours a month, all told, on doing all of our email marketing, so, which means two hundred and fifty dollar investment. Two hundred and fifty bucks is what I'm investing. Our in mother and she takes it all away from. That is her job. She owns the emails. If there's any problems, any issues, any improvements, anything I want to do, um, I go to her. Right, because I'm busy doing my thing, and she knows that, and I know. Now, I I found her on Craigslist, which is actually a good place to find people like that that are not necessarily homicidal maniacs. So it depends <laughs> on what your ad says. Um, but I did find her there, and she is not a homicidal maniac, okay. and she um she works out of her home, and this is what she and she's local. Although that doesn't have to be. You know that, that's you can find anybody anywhere you want nowadays that can do this work remotely. But the first thing I always tell clients is they get help, right? I mean, have a little budget for doing this, a couple hundred bucks a month. Find somebody that you're willing to pay $20, 25 bucks an hour. There is a lot of really smart, competent people that are out there working part time, ex students, maybe their mothers or fathers working from home. You know, whatever they're looking for some extra cash, and they can do this work for you that you don't have to pay for. And I think that's the that's the first big takeaway that I tell them is to get help. Okay. excellent um number two is is um you want to choose a good bulk email service so well, there's a bunch of great ones that are out there right so like Mailchimp, constant contact Django mail aweber there's there's a bunch of them. we use constant contact in our business um constant contact has shut us down three times in the past three years shut us down yeah We've and gone through it. Yeah, you've We've been there, probably right. We've been there, and and here I am saying like, oh, you should consider using Constant Academy. Meanwhile, well, those jerks like shut us down. But there was a reason why they did that, right? And I'm sure you have a similar story, right? Yes. You send out emails like these bulky emails, and um, we send it out. A lot of our clients are, are in the sales and marketing world, so we have a lot of addresses that are like sales at or info at or whatever. Yes. Jen went to send out an email um you know last year and and sure enough it said sorry you're not allowed to Send out the, you know any emails right now. You have to contact our audit department, which, by the way, Chris, if you're ever feeling a little depressed, you can always say to yourself, at least I don't work in the audit department at Constant Contact, you know? There's I've been <laughs> on hold
1: three times in my career with them, but that's one of the reasons why we have a full team that handles that's it now. That's exactly right. And knows you don't have the time. Yes. Either, right. yeah.
2: So she has to call them up, and then they're asking her these questions like, you know, where did you get this data? What's your opt-in policy? What's your opt-out policy or whatever? And she answered the questions or whatever, and then they said, okay, that's fine. They tried to sell us some additional services, and of course, this is America, so you're allowed to do that. Uh, But we said, no, thank you, and then they turned us back on again, right? You want your email service provider to do that, right? You want them to ask you these questions. You want them to go through their due diligence because, in the end, their job is to deliver your emails, right? So they they can't write the emails for you. They can't – they can – Suggest and make some help. And know, they give you, some you templates as well. Templates and all little... that. But really their core job is to get the email in the inboxes of your recipients on mm-hmm. your list. And you want an email service provider that's not been blacklisted. Yes. Right? Or excluded by the big email, the internet ISPs around the world, um, and the servers from Constant Contact because they and a lot of other services go through that due diligence. Their emails get through. Yeah. And so you want you want that.
1: And you have a shared IP as well. You're sharing that IP that your email goes from with many other companies. That's right. So That's you right. want them to do that. That's it, it's right. funny, it's a it's a hassle. But at the end of the day, too, you're getting the cleanest email list possible. They can manage your opt ins, they can manage your remove from lists and keep you compliant. That's The last correct. thing you want is a spam complaint or, you know, potentially any legal issues. Oh
2: my god, and God forbid you you your domain gets blacklisted. because of bad emails. Good luck getting yourself unblacklisted. It's right. When I first came on board,
1: we nine and a half years ago. We had been blacklisted back when AOL still was an email address. Uh, That might still be there. I think my father still uses (laughs) AOL. Uh, But we had that problem and it took months. My first few months, we had no email. Can you imagine?
2: I mean, it it really shuts a business down. So that's, so, so number one, get some good help. And number two, um, you know, make sure that you've got a good email service. Now, number three, Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely in the healthcare profession, okay? You have so much information to share with me. You know, I mean, I have, I don't know the right foods to eat. I don't know if I should be taking two Advil or three Advil. I know that the directions are way too small for me to read. I don't know if I'm doing the right physical exercise. All these questions that we all have about our health and you, you're a healthcare professional, you've got answers. So my advice to you is, if you're going to be sending out an email to uh, you know to to your community um pick two or three topics a month just two or three topics where you can help your audience give away information just cuz no matter how much advice i get about what to eat right I'm still gonna. I'm from Philly. I'm still gonna have a cheesesteak, so I'm gonna still need. <laughs> we have chicken
1: reggies yeah, up chicken here, here in Syracuse. And Unica Syracuse
2: yeah, and yeah, broccoli, robbed, yeah. smeared yeah. stuff, and all. So we're never gonna eat right. So we still need the healthcare professionals. You know, you're gonna be needed, but by giving us this information, we're you're it's it's goodwill, it's credibility. You're helping us out. You're educating me. I don't want to get an advertisement from you. I don't want to get spammed on some salesy. So just give me some good content where I'm looking forward to reading your emails. So come up with two or three of those things. If you've got a good person that's helping you, then hopefully that person can write write it for you. It doesn't even yeah. have to be that long.
1: One of the things I want to talk about briefly is the actual content and how you position it. Yeah. So again, I on one of the previous podcasts I talked about story brand and Donald Miller. Uh, you know, one of the things you have to be noticed because if you're using mediums such as Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. People are inundated with it. Used to be where you it was just to see pictures of your family, right. but now you're going there and you're following brands, you're following your healthcare professionals. Right. How do you stand out? And one of the one of the areas we talked about uh, with Dr. Randy Wong was you know positioning all that knowledge you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. How do you position? Give me a couple examples of how if you're a doctor and you know you talk about you know five ways to stay healthy or, you know, how, how do you position it? Do you, do you use numbers mm-hmm. what, what eye catching things would you use as so, a First of
2: all, it's, it's, it's a really great question because, um, I deal with that every day when I write, um, all the different places that I write about, it's all about the headline. I mean, and I, and I don't want to say uh, you want to make a clickbait, but I could write a really brilliant piece of something. Um, but if the headline isn't good, nobody reads it. And it's the same thing with your emails, your email subject line is absolutely critical to drawing people in. People do lean more towards listicles, the five ways, the three ways, the whatever. People also like to have something that gets their attention um, because it scares them. And I, I hate to say it, but it does, you know, it concerns them or there's some kind of fear that's in that. I get an email every month. This is true from an umbrella company. Okay. I don't even want to tell name. First of all, <laughs> okay. I don't even uh, How
1: did you get signed up for an I didn't email even know from an umbrella? How I'm company? on their
2: list, but they're sending me an email every night. And the umbrella company, it literally says it's the name of the company. I'm not it's ABC Umbrella March newsletter. I have I have no reason to open that email. I can't None. even imagine only out of curiosity as to what what possible information could this umbrella company have in their newsletter about new developments? so what would you say? What would catch your attention? Oh, I would be like, you know, you know, three reasons why you know your umbrella could give you cancer. You know what I mean? Something like but something that, It's raining, cats and dogs in Philly. Are you covered? Yeah, you know, that's correct. Your toupee you know I mean? is gonna or go like, away. Open this a- now and avoid you know, your next lawsuit with an umbrella, yeah. you know, yeah. or you know, why your umbrella is uh, uh you know the, the three fatal things about your umbrellas. And it's the same thing if you're in the healthcare profession. You gotta come up with with topics that are, uh, that just catch our eyes, you know, and if you specialize in, um, I don't know, like a home nursing care or whatever, you know, it's gotta be like, you know, you know, these three things could kill your, your parents at home. You know what I mean? And you think to yourself like, geez, what three things could they possibly be? Human nature
1: is to open that. They want to know.
2: Yeah. So it's gotta be grabbing, you know, I, you know, it's careful. It's a fine line. You don't want to be sensationalistic. You don't want to mislead. I get that. So it's an art. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to do, or else everybody would do it. But it's it's tough. Now, a great place to look for headlines, by the way, is like you know, Buzzfeed is uh, you know they are the masters of creating great headlines. Business Insider is another great business site that I don't know what it is about these guys, but like you feel compelled to read every one of their stories because yeah. it's like I gotta you know I, you know the three reasons why I should be you know plastic bags are ruining the society you know that kind of thing yeah. and I feel like I have to read it. So um, you need to make that headline very compelling. You need to have a lead story that speaks to that headline. Um, And by the way, what really turns people off nowadays, um, and some people would disagree with me, is long form. Yeah. You know, emails like, oh, my God, like, give it to me. Give me the bottom line in the first three yeah. sentences. Why should I
1: keep reading this? What are you going to yeah. give me here and then make it some bullets?
2: I yeah. Mean, Do you ever, like, read a – I read a lot of novels sometimes, and I'm so intellectually inferior that sometimes when I open up a book and they've got a lot of long paragraphs, like, i for like, I don't really feel like reading this book. Yeah. It's too smart for right. me. <laughs> so, it, so when I look at that, when I see, like, newsletters, I'll see, like, a lot of writing. And I'm like, ugh, I'm never. I only is... read your
1: articles. So that, that's all my only <laughs> right. frame that's of right. So Now you feel yeah. intellectually so now, yeah, inferior. Definitely, well. definitely inferior.
2: Uh, have them short and sweet. Yeah. And what the trick is, you have like just maybe a short paragraph underneath the headline for your three articles. And then maybe just a link to like read more. Yeah. So if you really, you really wrote something you're like, oh, wow, I definitely am interested in learning more. Click on the link and it should drive the reader back to the blog that's on your website. Yes. And that's what we do. So, we have, we put, we, we put all of our newsletter articles in our blog, and then we just regurgitate them in our newsletter with just a few sentences. And then, re- so we're getting people coming to our blog and getting people reading our newsletters. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense. And I, again, I think it, the healthcare professionals that I've interacted with having three small children, mm. uh, you know, we're <laughs> Dr. Google is yeah. out there. But when we are on uh, a website or we do read an article about something going on in our lives, we want to read something from the healthcare professional that we're talking to. Right. Um, one of my sons has a specialist that he is world renowned for being state-of-the-art and at the at the forefront, but he makes it so simple. Yeah. I get a different article every time he publishes something. It comes to us in our email, we read about it, and then I can engage with him. And it reminds me, hey, maybe I should reach out and see if he's available because I'm noticing this.
2: I couldn't agree with you Warren. And you actually bring up another really good point is that um, you, you mentioned you have three small children, yes. right? So your issues from a health perspective are different than, you know, a couple that might be in their seventies, sure. you know, or a couple that doesn't have any children at all. So the other trend that I see among email marketing is segmentation, Sure, right? So it's all database driven. And back in the day, people used to say, hey, I'm going to send out a blast email to my database, you yeah. know, and... Uh, don't,
1: send my, don't send me the same email you'd send my 74 year old exactly father. Right. How do you? So I'll, I'll cut to the got chase. It. Gene, how do you do that? If I'm a healthcare professional listening to this, I'm going, holy cow, I have EHRs. I've got paperwork. I've got to expand my, I got to do all these things. And now you're hitting me with segment. It, okay, I'll, I'll create some content. Yep. You got me there. Yep. I, I can do that and get someone to email. But segmentation, walk me through what you do on a small scale. How do I
2: do this? So again, I have Jen my yep. assistant do this for me. We have a CRM database. What's CRM? Customer Relationship Management. People think that CRM is for large, large companies, um, but there's not a single business in the world that couldn't have a good CRM database. So if you're a healthcare professional, there are CRM systems out there. We sell some, some of them that we don't, but I want to just I want to mention if you're popular. Sure. For, if you're just a single person, just a solopreneur, or if you've got a couple of people that are in your business, Insightly is an excellent one. One. Zoho is an excellent one. ProsperWorks is another great one. Those are just three. HubSpot is My excellent. HubSpot is excellent, although that's even actually a little bit more. Like the Insightly's, ProsperWorks, Zoho's, they're like 20 bucks a month. That's wow. What they are. Not only that, if you have Microsoft Office 365, that comes with the Outlook you know, customer manager. So it's, it's connected. It's connected. It's got a little mini CRM that's in it. You don't have to – don't think that you have to have a CRM system Because, you know, like you have to act like a big company. You just want a database of everybody that you touch in your business, that you met at a conference, that you met at a party. So
1: colleagues and... Your Everybody patience. goes into your database.
2: Sure. And what happens is when you add somebody into the database, again, hopefully somebody is you've got an assistant that's working with you at 20 bucks an hour, right? Um, you have you easily create fields in this database to segment who these people are. So when we, you know, we add somebody to the database and they're using a software product that we sell, we put them into the category of that. Software, right? So if you're a healthcare professional and you're dealing with somebody, you might have some fields to say, like, what's the age range of this person? Or what's their family? How many kids do they have? Or what are they potentially suffering from? Or, you know, whatever – it's a big data world. So you want to keep, you know, that kind of data in your CRM database. You drive all of your emails – out of your CRM database, constant contact, Mailchimp, all of those—they are not CRM systems; they're email systems. A CRM system is a database. So then you segment that data, and you're like, "Okay, I want to send an email to everybody with blue eyes and green hair who's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, right? Who <laughs> cheap, runs into cheap plug, yeah, right? Who runs into subway pillars after the Eagles wins playoff <laughs> games and what? But you know, and then you you run it. And you generate that list, and then that's the list that you send to your email service provider to send out an email to. You are much better off sending out 100 emails to where, where 98 people are reading that email because it pertains to them than sending out 10,000 emails where only 98 people are reading them.
1: And I think you just touched on something very important. You have to make these things personalized. Yes. If you hit the wrong message, you're more likely to lose that quality list you've built and put all this effort into, if you email me about dentures and you're a dentist, you just lost me. Hopefully, I never right. have to have dentures, but, yeah. yep. you know, I'm still only 40 years old. So, <laughs> uh, you know, again, you have to make the content. You don't have to leap into this with 55 different angles. Right. You know, if you can Whatever identify a couple. Yeah, and keep it keep it specific. Uh, but I think really take your knowledge of what you're best at and apply it. To your, My to your clients
2: market. are sending out, you know, three to six emails, you know, a month to three sure. to six different groups. Um, they commit to it long term. And we've been doing it for years. And on- honestly, I get emails from people. <laughs> Saying to me like, "Hey, Gene, I've been getting emails from you for the past five years, and you know what? We're we we've just been considering doing this, and you know, so we thought about you, and that's why you're doing this. It's not just to keep your community close, right? Your 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 patients, wherever you're serving, but if people are getting good information from you." and they, they, they suddenly find they're in need of your services, they want to be thinking of you first. Like, oh, you know, yes. I've been getting information from this guy for a while. He's really good. I think I'll yeah. reach out to him.
1: And that, that's a huge key for our business as well. Not everybody needs a financial solution. So we're trying, and we've made a big effort in the last few years, to really partner with people, right. create podcasts that of things that can help them, and it has nothing to do with finance. Right. So I want to stay top of mind, but if I don't provide something of quality, I'm going to lose you, and I'm never going to get you, you back. You got it. You got it. So, um, Again, I I think this is very important for anyone listening is that these are do you can do it yourself. We've had people that have talked about that or it's economical to bring people in and it takes the pressure off of you. And you may have to go through a couple of people to get where you want. But I think the end result is really something that anyone listening can can really take and they'll, they'll advance their career or their practice. Um, Gene, any final words on? You know, we've talked about a lot of things. We've been all over. Yeah. We did find out you're an Eagles fan and celebrated the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, any any parting words? Yeah, my 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 biggest parting words is that marketing today, email marketing today, is an expertise just like you've got your expertise in healthcare. So I wouldn't want, I'm sure you wouldn't want a marketing professional to be treating you if you were afflicted with something no more than you should be dabbling in marketing. It doesn't mean you don't want to know what's going on and keeping an eye on it, but um, let the professionals do what they do. Um, invest in them, and you'll find a significant return on that investment.
1: Excellent. Well, Gene, I can't thank you enough. Again, it's a pleasure. Uh, Always, we've, we've had fun over the last few months. Yeah, I have a few ideas for how we can get back together and do this again. Glad. Um, you can find Gene on Ink Magazine.
2: Yep, uh, Ink Forbes. I'm actually writing for the Guardian now. The as Guardian. Well. That, wow, that's a, a up new development. British and American. I mean, you have yeah, moved up, me. sir. I'm yeah. definitely not worthy. Uh, yeah. If well, this so were Wayne's next time world, we see be... each other,
1: I'll be yeah. knighted. All right, I love that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir Gene. <laughs> Uh, That's we do. A good we, idea. I like that. we see. I'm a marketing guy, you know. <laughs> um, but folks, thank you so much for for joining us. I really had a good time with Gene we're really hoping you can take some of these things we've discussed today and apply that uh we'd love to continue the conversation feel free to shoot me an email at chris p at bhg hyphen inc.com uh, or connect with me on linkedin
2: gene how can they connect with you oh Twitter is probably the best place it's at gene marks
1: yeah gene's on there all the time he fills up my feed every uh, day tweeting away and it, it's always fun. he never replies back to me because i'm always <laughs> taking a shot at the eagles as a giants fan uh but again gene's great <laughs> we're so lucky to have a great partnership with him uh and again we thank you for listening listening and we'll talk to you next time.
0: For episode notes and worksheets, please visit perfectingyourpracticetoday.com. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your peers. Thanks for listening to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, presented by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leading provider of financial solutions for healthcare professionals. To learn more about BHG's working capital loans, business startup loans, credit cards and patient financing, visit bankershealthcaregroup.com